M. Rossiano and Michael Lucas. You have been warned, it is Giggle Fest 2020. This is M. Salation. Are you being discriminated against now because your name's Carrot? Like a dickhead's a dickhead no matter what. Mastimo went from zero to kidnap very quickly. It's not socially acceptable to go out without your pants on. We've all accepted the fact that pants are necessary. You're in M. Salation. Yeah, well, I've booked a hotel out, bitch. Come at me. I've got big balls. Hello, welcome to Insulation. It's your friend Em here. Uh, it's going to be a very quick intro because Elio's just woken up from his nap and, oh, God, he gave me a beautiful cuddle. You know, and they smell that beautiful sleep smell. It's so – it's just – it smells of calm and, oh, darling. And then he ripped my earring out and stabbed me in the face with it. Toddlers are savage. You forget how savage they are. Sometimes he'll be cuddling me and then he'll just take a chunk out of my shoulder. And the head butting, he, what's with the surprise, surprise head butting? We'll be having a moment and then he'll just Liverpool kiss me. Don't you, baby? He's just standing here in a nappy in a T-shirt. It's very cute. He had uh, not immunizations. He had a blood test um, earlier yesterday. And um, the one, she was such, her name was Krista. She was so wonderful. He was quite traumatised in the last immunisation he had because he had to have three at once and he remembers. And as soon as we got there and as soon as he saw the nurses, he started panicking. But they were lovely. They were so good. And I posted a video on my Instagram if you've seen it. Elio told the story, you know, and the toddler drama is amazing. He... <laughs> I pointed to it and I videoed him. He'll tell you the story and he will tell anyone that comes near him. He'll point to his arm. So that's good. I guess we can pinpoint the exact moment his first childhood trauma started. <laughs> Look, I just wanted to remind you, and this kind of comes out of the blue, but I've been coming up against a bit of resistance. And look, So much of my career is me thinking of an idea and being told, no, that can't happen, and then doing it anyway. And I, I'm not pretending to be some kind of maverick or you know pioneer, but – I learned very early not to accept someone saying to me, that's not how we do things or, um, you know, this is standard. Because if I had have accepted that, I would gotten nowhere. I would be nowhere. I would be sitting at home crying. And it struck me that no one ever told me it was okay to question that. So I just wanted to – it happened again to me this morning. I was questioning somebody didn't want to pay an invoice for 90 days and I'm like well I've got to support a family and would you like not to be paid for 90 days and like oh this is just how the company do it and I said well I think you need to reassess that and I think you know and and I just kept pushing and I think especially women we're kind of we don't want to appear difficult or over the top we don't appear demanding and that's just the way society likes us polite don't stick our head up but I guess it's just me giving you your reminder and permission to question the status quo to question an answer someone gives you there is nothing wrong with asking for a different result as long as you're being polite and not demanding things and not even polite as long as you're respecting them and yourself but I just wanted to remind you you don't have to accept sorry this is just how things are done or it's standard practice you don't have to this is my permission to you oh he's getting windy I better go coming up next you're going to hear Michael and I um inappropriately discussing Victoria's chief health officer Professor Brett Sutton Just a little bit of gentle sexual objectification. Oh, God, we've just – because we have such a complicated relationship with Dan Andrews at the moment because, you know, there's been a few missteps. I still like Dan. Uh, We've now all turned our thirsty attention to the chief health officer, the grey, the silver fox, Brett Sutton. I joined a Facebook group that is just called Brett Sutton is Hot, which I love. Come here, puppy. So (laughs) we do that. We talk about the Emmy nominations. Obviously, he and I are avid consumers of television. He is probably Australia's most – 
well, employed and respected TV writer at the moment, my best friend. He's um, the Beyonce of TV writers in Australia at the moment, which is so great. Uh, we talk about that and um, the big snubs for the Emmy announcements. And what else did we talk about? Oh, God, it, it happened half an hour ago, so my sieve brain has forgotten. <laughs> what else we spoke? Oh, yes, we spoke about the black and white female empowerment photo challenge that's been rolling around Instagram. He kind of didn't really understand why it was happening, felt it was a bit performative. We talk about that. I obviously did it and put a photo up. We talk about the origins of that, which a lot of people don't really know. It comes from a really kind of tragic backstory. So we discussed that and look a lot more. It was quite rowdy at the end. I remember suggesting, oh, yeah, that's right. I'm sorry. I think I get a bit shouty talking about what I think should happen on the red carpet at the Emmys that are happening. <laughs> Let's just say it involves a lot of DIYing at home. So enjoy. Thank you so much for being here. Um, I'm going to go because, Elio, you've been very patient, my baby. Have you? Yeah. I love that you're here. I love that you're bothering. I feel so seen. I really enjoy doing this, especially in isolation 2.0. It's really giving me something to look forward to. All right. Play the music. <laughs> M. Rossiano and Michael Lucas. This is M. Salation. <laughs> All right, I'm just going to say, we're bringing him straight in because we're already laughing and arguing about, and I'm afraid he's going to like back down because <laughs> wet his pants <laughs> on his big stance he made via text this morning. <laughs> Michael Lucas, uh, we want to talk straight away. If you're on Instagram, you might have noticed that your feed is uh, full of black and white pictures of women with the words challenge accepted written on it and under it with hashtag uh, women's empowerment, empowering women. And basically everyone has been encouraged, all women have been encouraged to post a photo they like of themselves in black and white because they've been nominated by another woman who finds them empowering. And so the chain mail continues. And I did it. And it's not something I would normally do, but I, I got so many nominations, which was really lovely that people see me as someone who empowers women, um, that I wanted to also nominate other people, other women in my life. You also got a nomination to do the J-Lo Super Bowl Challenge. You resisted that one for a powerful Not nomination. Not as empowering. Not as empowering the J-Lo Super Bowl Challenge. So you imagine my surprise uh, this morning when I received a text message from my best friend in the whole world. Oh, one, no. one Michael John Lucas um, oh, no. saying, I don't really understand the Women Supporting Women Challenge. Like why is it a selfie? Like it, Basically saying, you know, it's not a good thing. <laughs> yes. I might as well have written, it's your friend Michael. I want to mansplain feminism to you. <laughs> so <laughs> there's been a little bit of backlash, of course, because that is the cycle of life now. Something happens, a lot of people jump on board, then some people hate it, and then now I'm the backlash to the backlash. So I'm going to defend it. So what is it that you didn't understand initially about the concept? The, the initial thing, I mean, obviously, you know, basically 80% of the women in my life have participated in it. And I have actually really loved looking at all the, look at all the disclaimers <laughs> flowing out, terrified. <laughs> I feel at the moment like I am, the, I'm, I'm standing against a river <laughs> of lava thinking, I can swim through that. I'll be all right. Um, you are in a no, safe it, space. Was, it was when I clicked on it and looked at it, I th- I, at first I th- it took me a second to comprehend. At first I thought the thing was that you post a picture of someone who supported you at one point and sort of tell the story of why. But then I realised, oh, no, no, it's posting. Oh, it's yourself. You post mm-hmm. a picture of yourself. Mm-hmm. And my thing was, why mm-hmm. is it a selfie? 
of oh. and and how does that support the other women was my question. Having said that, I've educated myself. Now. <laughs> Hang on, you haven't educated yourself. No, you I have because I do know where it comes from now. The yeah, source. But- I cracked the source. Good, but also you did receive a flurry of text messages back from me. Oh, this Em educated me. Thank you. I would like you to reveal the source of education. Oh, very much so. Very much so. And but also, I mean, like, I mean, far be it for me. I am the king of online challenges. Like, I mean, I will do anything. I and maybe it was sour grapes. Maybe it's like, oh God, they've invented. An online challenge that I cannot participate in. I must cast shit on it. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the thing. And obviously, um, people that we, people that I respect, were adverse to it. Women, um, Melissa Leung, obviously from MasterChef, Clementine Ford, famed feminist writer, journo. They were both against it. And when I, I usually, you know, I'm usually on the same page as those two. So when I read that they felt like the selfie aspect was a little bit self indulgent. I questioned it, but then I was able to kind of come full circle on it. And it was kind of a moment for me is I I was forced to find a photo that I liked of myself, which is hard (laughs) for me. (laughs) And um, also I I spent 10 minutes reflecting on the women that I wanted to post and I was in kind of a headspace of gratitude and it's hard to feel negative and upset when you're in a headspace of gratitude. So I really felt good afterwards, remembering how much support I'd had from the women I'd tagged. And I also felt great that other, a lot of people had contacted me and women I admire saying, you're someone that's really empowered me, so thank you. So I think if the end result was that headspace of women realising that they're not alone, they do have these great communities, then who gives a fuck about the selfie? Do you know what I mean? Like, And also, to be honest, photos that I put up of other people on my Instagram don't get as much notice as photos that I put up of myself. And yeah. that's the truth. People follow my stuff, I guess, to see me. And so more likely to read a caption if it's a photo of me than if it's a photo of a stranger. Indeed. Well... I did look into the source of it all. Do you want to know where it was of born, course. this challenge? Yes, do it. Yes. I mean, I know I also did because I was ready to mount a five-point argument against you, but, yeah, go. No, well, it came from an online campaign in Turkey and, and, and basically over there at the moment there's a real a horrific epidemic of violence against women. Mm-hmm. I mean, there has been for some years, but, you know, COVID and the quarantines and all those sort of things have just really intensified it. And in July alone 40 women have been murdered Mm. and so every day in turkey people are waking up and seeing these black and white pictures of women in the newspapers and so the idea of it came from let's flood you know let's flood social media with black and white images of women that are empowered and that you know as a reaction to that and in that when i think of it like that i (laughs) I definitely i definitely concede and i do not want to take I, I definitely can see that, it, like, it, uh, you know, it's rare that you get an opportunity online just to put out love mm-hmm. and celebration mm-hmm. for other people mm-hmm. or indeed yourself. <laughs> um, sometimes online you, people find the way to celebrate themselves. They do. Way, and they I do. do not want to inject a little bit of arsenic <laughs> in that juicy apple of love. God, my metaphors are all over the place. <laughs> but, look, what I do want to say is, 
it's okay to be adverse to something, but to then decide to shit on it to deliberately make other people feel bad, I don't know about that. I don't know about that idea. Like I just put up a picture of myself in a tracksuit, right, and it's this beautiful handmade tie-dye tracksuit that I've bought from a one-woman show. She's got a little kid. She works by herself in Sydney, and to buy the tracksuit, it's 89 bucks for the top, 89 bucks, so $200 tracksuit, right? Mm. And I've put that online, and then a couple people have felt they need to go, oh, that's so ridiculously priced. Da, 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 da. And for me, I don't understand. Hang on, people were critiquing the how much it cost. Your tracksuit. So obviously, my tracksuit. So obviously, they've clicked through because the tracksuit's beautiful. It's this hand tied eyed. It's pink and purple. It's really nice. And I've been looking for some glamorous ISO wear because I'm in Melbourne. And I came across this woman. Um, what's the name of the brand? Camellon. I think it is. Let me get it exactly right. And um, she and I found Caramelon. And I found her and I found this great tracksuit and she it's ethically sourced. They're high-waisted. They're good quality. She hand makes them. It takes her like a week to dye them all beautifully. And then she sends them to your house and she's doing it with a toddler on her own. And I thought, great. But then people are still like complaining. And so I was like, guys, you don't have to buy the tracksuit. She is doing her best in this horrible hard time. We're all trying to help each other. And if you buy a Nike tracksuit, if you buy an Adidas tracksuit, it's the same price. But <laughs> the idea that you would go under a photo, which has been happening with the black and white photos, has been happening under my tracksuit photo, and complain, it's like, it's honestly. Like, it's like texting your friend the next morning and saying, that challenge is shit. Like, what sort no, of a person would do No, that's fine because that's an exchange between you and I. Oh, and okay, that's, yes. I'm totally for texting because that's how you and I work the kinks out of the things that are getting to us. And you, more, more often than not, it's me texting you saying, this is pissing me off, I don't understand it, before I comment on it publicly. Yes. <laughs> but I just think with everyone who's writing under this, file, this is self-indulgent, why are you doing this? Is you're missing the point. They're missing the point that this is about empowering women. And also the woman in the photo is empowering herself. She has found a photo she likes of herself. She's putting it out into the world. She's made it black and white. She's making a statement. She's like all those things need to be remembered. And the picture of me in the tracksuit, I'm trying to help a woman who's got a tiny business and a little kid in a hard time who makes beautiful handmade ethically sourced tracksuits. Like – do you know what I mean? I just think <laughs> if you're a person who feels the need to write that shit on social media, have stop and think about what's going on for you. Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> True. And I think what's going on with me and what's going on with me is someone's invented a fucking online challenge that I can't be a part of. <laughs> Oh, my God. Now, um, we'll, we'll move out of this into some um, – uh, sexual exploitation of the chief <laughs> health officer, Brett Sutton. Yes, you fox. Yeah. Brett Sutton. Woo. Yeah. Woo. Hey, this is one of those Woo. ones that I feel like we need to pre-cancel ourselves going into this conversation yeah. and then I'm just go us. in yeah. head first. Because just, I'm just warning everybody, things are about to get soups in a probes. Um, <laughs> we're in a terrible pandemic. We're in a There's a lot pandemic. of suffering. Correct. Would it be terribly inappropriate to start yes. objectifying a medical officer in this situation? Yes. But are yes. we going to? Yes. You betcha. We sure are. And I, I was an early adopter of this one. Very early. I, I want to talk about the fact I texted you weeks ago with the, with the question, is it wrong that I'm attracted to Brett Sutton? You're incredibly early adopter. 
He was like, it was like the situation when you hear the pop song that will go to number one. You saw the briefing and you thought that is quadruple platinum. A hundred percent. And I said to you, this guy's got it. Like he is. And every day he fronts up, you know, he fronts up to the press conference and, and I'm just waiting now. I'm waiting for him. And also, we're also admittedly waiting for the hot Oslan guy. And oh, when the two oh, of them oh. line up. Todd Oslan is- guy was there from, from the uh, bushfires. I yeah, was already bushfires. on to him. Yeah. Hot Auslan guy, but when the planets align and you get sats and Hot Auslan guy, woo, panties on fire. I've been trying to figure out what has tipped it over the. It's particularly the second lockdown, and I'm and I because I'm feeling it too. There's obviously fan pages on Facebook. Yeah. Oh, I've just joined one, and it's just entitled "Brett Sutton is hot" capital letters. I love it. It doesn't beat around the bush. <laughs> it tells you exactly what you're going to get in this Facebook group. But obviously, I mean, and you texted to me this morning, and I 100% agree with you. We now have a complicated relationship with Dan. Oh, who so, ever saw it coming? It was unshakable. It was absolutely unshakable for so long. Uncle yeah. Dan? Yeah, and poor Dan. We don't know. It's, it's weird with him now. So we've had to shift our thirst mm. to someone who, you know, is is not the face of the political party fronting the fight against COVID. So, and I also, he's kind of like, oh, God, I went and did a bunch of research on him. And oh, me too. What is your oh reason? What stood out to you? I mean, obviously, we've got the old picture of him when he looked like Michael. Oh Hutchins. my god! Oh my god! When he was in Zanzibar, when he was in yeah, I mean, oh, that's it. Yeah, hundred percent. The stints he's taken in Afghanistan and Ethiopia. In all honesty, and I joked about this on Twitter. If I was writing a love interest for Offspring, oh. I would develop a character like Brett Sutton. And OP. Family tragedy early, lost his father young. Lost his father at nine to a stroke at home. And that's what made him realise he wanted to go into the medical profession. He's worked through pandemics. Oh, he's, yeah. He's worked through famine. He's seen... And, he, and you know what else? He loves his job. Loves he it. Genuinely, he says, I really want to continue here because there's so much more. Once we get through this, there's... A bunch of other research that needs to happen, and I genuinely love my job. Oh, and there's oh. also like signature moments on social media, like when Sam Newman was going on about like golf and everything like that, and how he needed to do it. And I loved it. He just came out and he goes, "My take on golf: you can't do it. There are four reasons to leave home. These are the reasons. Golf isn't one of them. Don't do it." And it was like, oh. also, I loved that his assistant Annalise Van Diemen. See, I've even I've even got the supporting characters going. Remember, <laughs> she had the controversial tweet about um, Captain Cook, yes, and was under all this explain pressure. Explain it. Explain the tweet. She said that COVID oh, arrived. Like every- Every other, yeah, COVID, she compared the pandemic to the arrival of white people in Australia, which is actually pretty fair because we did bring a whole lot of diseases that wiped out. So in some ways, what we're experiencing now, this notion of a disease for which we have no immunity, is what Indigenous people experienced when we came. But anyway, it was a firestorm and highly likely that she might not have made it through that unless the Chief Medical Officer was so steadfast and such a legend. <laughs> also for me, like obviously I have a bit of a Jock Zonfrillo shaped hole in my life right now. <laughs> <laughs> There's a space for the silver fox in the suit to come in and Brett Sutton very admirably fulfills that. Those shoes or that vest, should I say? Even when the pandemic's over and we don't need the daily presses, I still demand the daily presses. Mm. Like, I, I don't know, we need daily Sutton in our life. And also, you drew my attention this morning to a Twitter account, the 120 Days of Sutton, the erotic fiction Victorians need about Professor Brett Sutton, and it is good. Are you sure you're not writing <laughs> these tweets? I promise you. Because it's not only this Twitter account, the 120 Days of, of Sutton, only has 19 followers so far. And you are a very early adopter. <laughs> are you sure? Are you sure? 
I swear. I swear on my grave. <laughs> You'll never know. No, I, I totally swear. I wish I'd thought of it. I wish oh I thought God. of it. I could write it because it's a really good... Pre- it's it's obviously a spin on Fifty Shades of Grey. It's so good. Like, I don't even know... I don't even know which tweet to read. Um, you slip your begrudgingly applied mask down to your chin and sip the coffee handed to you by Professor Sutton's personal driver as Brett slams the car door <laughs> of the passenger side. Don't you go anywhere, he growls, pointing an accusing finger at you for emphasis. <laughs> <laughs> Look, what are we going to call ourselves? As a Sutton fan. Sluts for Sutton. Oh. No. Sat hens. <laughs> the chose. Sat hens. Sat hens. The sat hens. No. <laughs> um, cho. Ch- ch- no, that's not good. Uh, ch- <laughs> ch- ch- chodites. Ch- I mean, we've got to- <laughs> I mean, and then obviously there'll be, you know. There's obviously got to be the side gay one, which is, you know, poofs for the professor or something like that. Oh, <laughs> yes. Oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah, professor. Professor. Oh, I'm loving. Yeah, I know. This is so inappropriate. We're soz. We, we did give you a disclaimer, though. Like, we did pre-warn you that this was going to happen. But And keep in mind, uh, we're in Melbourne. Things are depressing. Oh, we <laughs> you need cling something. On to oh, a crack of we have to watch these briefings every day because we're so paranoid about what's happening. And if we can find a little <laughs> patch of inspiration slash attraction yeah. Yeah. in this nightmare, we're taking it with both hands. And I do think there's a little bit of... There's a, there is sort of Stockholm syndrome at the moment. Like, I mean, he's sort of there guiding us through, and and we must listen to him. <laughs> we must, and we do, and we want to. And if we can somehow figure out how we can get Jock and the Professor in one space, Daddy oh, Jock. Jesus. And profe- oh God! I'm trying to think. There's just no conceivable reason to put them in the same room at the moment. <laughs> I mean, there's the eggplant challenge that's going on. Is Professor Sutton into eggplants? Oh, I don't know. God. <laughs> We encourage you to go and uh, check out the Professor Sutton is Hot Facebook group. I'm a member. And um, follow the um, very suspect that you're – because you do love erotic fan fiction. You can throw some out there. And I'm very suspect that you're not the writer of the 120 Days of Sutton, but we'll follow this. No, he genuinely does feel like a character that I could have written, but alas, it is not me (laughs) at the moment. I'm just an avid reader. Oh, he's so good. All right, well, um, before I let you go, look, our Olympics have arrived, the announcement of trials, the Emmy nominations have come out. And yes. um, look, it's it's good. They've, they've 34% of nominees are people of colour, which is fantastic, up from 19% last year. There have been some notable snubs. Reese Witherspoon starred in everything. Did not get <laughs> a nomination. But maybe she split the vote. Maybe that was the thing. Maybe if you're a Reese fan, you're like, oh, do I do Big Little Lies or do I do Morning Wars or do I do, I can't even remember that, Little Fires Everywhere. Little Fires Everywhere. Which way do you go? Don't take it hard, Reese. As you did point out, she basically played the same character in all three. So I did point that out. Yes. (laughs) In the text message this morning, sorry. (laughs) The excitement for me is Australia's own Sarah Snook. Yes. And a yes, good friend of mine from the film Not Suitable for Children, is nominated for supporting actress for succession against (sighs) this. This makes me hyperventilate. She is against Helena Bonham Carter for The Crown. She is Um, against. I don't agree with that nomination. Keep going. Oh, 
controversy. I don't she was she was good, but I don't think she was the best in the crown and I also thought she was miscast. I felt like it was too much. I mean, I, I felt like she should have probably played the younger version as well. It was too much of a leap from the person that was cast playing that role, Princess Margaret in the Claire Foy crown. Okay. Um, do you remember the actress that they cast? Yeah. Oh, and then yeah, yeah. I felt like Helen Bonham Carter, like all the other actors and actresses seemed to follow logically, you know, like they all resembled the same. But I just feel like it was night and day with those two actresses. I thought it was. I just thought it was a miscast. But I loved. I love her as an actress, and I feel like if she had been in the first season, it would have. But obviously, they don't do that. They recast. But I just feel like it was. I don't know. It was a bit jarring for me. Just that, that's all I have to say. I'm a big fan of the documentary The Crown, as you know. <laughs> so, but my love for her is so overwhelming that I. Oh, I love her. Obviously, I love her. I will. Her, I will her. take any leap of <laughs> disbelief. Oh, that's very generous of you. Okay, good. Right. Continue. Anyway, yes. and Laura yep. Dern is also in the category for Big Little Lies: Julia yes. Garner, Ozark, Thandie Newton, Westworld, Fiona Shaw, Killing Eve, but and then also <sighs> Meryl Streep. Big oh, Snook is against it's Snook v Streep. Look, I'm going to call Snook is a friend of mine adjacent to you. I only know her through you. And we just, her and I just chat via DMs because she lives in another part of the world usually. I'm going to just say like my friend is up against Meryl Streep now because I know she's technically your friend and you're very good friends. <laughs> and also that she will presumably get to meet Meryl Streep unless – they can't know what. This is why I need to know what is happening with the ceremony. How are they going to do it? Well, they've they announced a host. Jimmy Kimmel is hosting it in September. Oh, wait, is it Jimmy Fallon? I always get those two mixed up. Jimmy Kimmel or Jimmy Fallon? Just let me check. Wait, here we go. Um, Zendaya's been nominated as well, which is good. She was I great. Like yeah, she was yeah, great. I really like her. Wait, I thought I saw it. It's happening in September and Jimmy Kimmel. I always get Fallon and Kimmel mixed up. Or, I mean, I don't know why. I have to really think about which one I'm going to talk about. It's It says 20th of September, but no one knows how the ceremony is going to actually right. take place. Like, I don't know. I feel like if it's zooming into rich people's houses, we can't have it. Like, I just want to state straight off the bat, if the Emmys is just going to Meryl's living room, I, do, I, I can't, I don't want it. I don't want it. <laughs> <laughs> you insist that if you have to take every celebrity in Hollywood to a compound and yes. lock them down for Correct. two weeks yep. separately and test yep. them all yep. and then bring in the designers, then so be it. No, what I want to see though, Michael, and this is what I'm going to say. So I'm obviously a big fan of Drag Race, but we don't talk about it on this podcast because you're not. So I'm I, not a fan. No, I'm just no, not as, I'm not the religious. No, uh, you're not a religious you know. fan like I am. So it's hard for us to have conversations about it, like meaningful ones. Mm. And they're the only conversations I want to have about RuPaul's Drag Race. But obviously with the most recent episodes of RuPaul's Drag Race, the queens are getting announced while they're at home in isolation, the winners. Mm. And what I appreciate, the recent winner, Shay Corlay, who won All-Stars Season 5, and rightly so, what a redemption story. She lost to um, Sasha Valua in Season 9 just after her father and sister died and she was so crushed by it all, she just couldn't go on. And then she's come back and won All-Stars 5 and when they cr- when she She's posting photos from home. She has coordinated the background with beautiful big draping swaths of fabric to what she's wearing. Now, she's clearly at home, but she's put some effort into the background. And that's what I want to see. If, if we're going to have to do the Emmys, I want the stars to be sent red carpets. I want them to put on their frocks. I want them to do glam. What else are they doing in ISO? Nothing. There's no like reason why. Like when Beyonce did her pregnancy reveal shot and she had correct. the whole, yep. <laughs> the so, whole autumnal correct. leaf thing happening. 
But I feel like remember when 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 I agreed to promote Hamilton, I got sent an at-home box by the Disney people, which was very much appreciated. So I feel like if you get an Emmy nomination, then the Emmy organizers should just pop together a little like do-it-yourself care kit that gets sent to the celebrity's house, and it involves <laughs> carpet, you know, little statuettes, the whole thing. And that's what I want to see happen for the Emmys. That's all I'm saying. Well, in some ways you can go sort of a ridiculous level of glam couture where in this instance you don't even have to go anywhere with it. It doesn't even need to be functional to move. It can just be good for the shot. That's all it's about. This could be the year of ridiculous headwear. Think how uncomfortable you're allowed to be because you can just be sitting in your lounge room. This should be the most fashion insane like forward-thinking couture year of the Emmys red carpets ever. Like I want to see it. I want Billy Porter to swing in a fucking trapeze with a, in a leotard and a cape on stilts, and then he this should be the year lounge. designers aim to create couture that you can only wear from a trapeze yes. six feet in the air without Correct. any movement whatsoever. That's right, because you bitches can just sit down again straight away. Like honestly, maximum effort this year because God, I need it. I mean, we need it. <laughs> well, also, it is true to the fact, like, we love a dress-up. We absolutely oh, we love, a dress-up. love a dress-up. The we reality do. of it is the rush is the first 20 minutes of the night when you've Correct. achieved the dress-up and you're taking the pictures. And in both of our 100%. cases, we are very, very happy to let that last until we've made sure we've got the exact right shot and then we're pretty much in tracksuit pants. Oh, That's mate, I'm willing to cross back to Meryl in her um, beautiful velour leisure suit, sit in a cuppa, hair up in a messy mum bun, waiting for the results. I am more than happy for there to be two phases to this night, red carpet, and then let's get comfortable because that's what we're all doing at home. Like, I just want people to know I'm okay with that, all right? If they just were open to your ideas, this could be the oh. best Emmys ever. Correct. And it's, it's, my, it's, like, it's my namesake awards. When I was a kid, I used to love the Emmys being on because everyone in my family and my husband called me Emmy. So, you yes. know, I've got a very close affinity <laughs> to these awards. Your DNA is in these awards. Well, Madonna's first band, guess what it was called? Emmy. Emmy. I know. It's a sign. She's your mother. Woohoo! All right, God. I think I'm a bit hunted the colour because we're talking about Brett Sutton. I know. He's really got you rolled up. His <sighs> steady calm just Oof. produces a very yeah. inverse effect. And those that watch him go on stage, I'm shutting up. <laughs> Paul Meskell from um, Normal People also oh. got an Emmy. Our other, like, feels like about eight years ago he was our boyfriend. Can you remember? Before Jock, before we even knew Jock. A few of our boyfriends got nominated, actually. Dev Patel got nominated. He's a boyfriend oh, yeah. of mine. Excellent. Um, cousin. Uh, Greg. Yeah, Cousin Greg got nominated. He's our boyfriend. A few boyfriends got nommed. That's good. But, yeah, Paul Meskel, but controversially, Daisy did not mm. get nominated. Um, I believe, what, for, what's her name in the show? Connor and? Oh, God. <laughs> See, this is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. We can't eat. And it was Connell. Connell and? and Marianne. 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 Oh, yeah. my God. I know. See? Can we talk about the real snub? <laughs> What is the real snub? I don't know Where what it is. Where was the fucking nomination for 365 DNI? <laughs> what happened? Well, no, that, well, see, that got a cinema. Did it miss the date? Did it miss the date? A, didn't it get a Polish cinema release? So technically that would be for the Oscars, not the Emmys. <gasps> Thank God. Okay, there's still, there's still time. <laughs> Thank God. I'm going to start the campaign now. I'm going to write some letters <laughs> to the Academy. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's be honest. If there's a year where it could win because no one's releasing <laughs> any films, no one, Mulan's been put back, Avatar 2's been put back, this could be the year where we see 365 Days win best film because it, it's <laughs> Stephen Bradbury of films. It's the only one that got up. 
Oh, my God. <laughs> Everyone else would see it as the absolute end of Western culture. Not us. <laughs> we would stand and clap from our lounge rooms. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, this is what happens when I have three coffees and no food. All right, good. So that's, that's a campaign we should start. Three, six, five days for the Oscar. <laughs> All right, thank you so much. Uh, don't forget, oh, we've got a, we're going to go away and record our um, – Q&A, that's going to come out Friday. We've got some saucy, spicy questions today. People want to know obsessively. I got 10 questions about our first fight. So, I know. Or any fight. Well, we'll be what's going to be the that. answer to oh. that? I love it how we're turning it. What a cliffhanger. Biggest As though it's going to be something fight. really Shh, don't, uh, don't juicy. Don't ruin that. Don't ruin that. <laughs> Friday, listen to our Q&A episode coming out. Ooh, what was our biggest fight? What, you won't believe what we fought about. Click here to find out more. <laughs> All right. Thanks. Talk to you soon. Talk soon. Bye. This is Emsolation. Well, that's it. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Emsolation. Look, I did just want to kind of bounce back to the black and white photo thing. And I wanted to say that I think the initial message has definitely been lost. When I posted my black and white photo, I didn't realize what the origins of it were. I didn't realise that Turkish people wake up every day to see a black and white photo of a woman who's been murdered on their Instagram feed and and the black and white photo challenge was started as a way to recognise these women and stand in solidarity with them and um, to remind people that this is happening. So while a lot of us are posting these black and white photos, you know, with good intentions, I think the initial message has definitely been lost and, and I, I feel badly about that, which is why I'm speaking about it now and I posted about it on Instagram. But definitely no ill will has come, you know, that it wasn't a bad thing. But it kind of teaches me that I don't normally do these challenges or these chainmail things and I, I wished I'd done more research before I did it, but I definitely don't want to take the post back because those women that I singled out are very important to me. So I acknowledge, you know, my part, playing a part in not being educated enough. And again, more learning for me. I was always learning about myself. So, um, yeah, that's just what I wanted to put in here in this outro. All right, I better go. Young man is yelling at me. I'm coming. I'm coming right now. I just wanted to explain myself, which I can do because it's my podcast. And that would have kept me up tonight if I didn't do it. And thanks to Matt, my editor, for allowing me to do it. All right, guys, have a wonderful day. Don't forget we do have the bonus ep coming up Friday, the Q&A. Lots of great questions coming in. Uh, Don't forget to subscribe on Apple if you listen through Apple Podcasts. Leave a review. If you listen on Spotify, follow us. Tell your friends. Every listen helps us. And the community is growing. We've got big numbers this month. So excited. And have a great day. And we'll speak soon. Bye. Bye.